What is up, beautiful Dynasty Leaguers? Welcome back to the Dynasty Dynamic. I'm your host, Max Cascons, joined by the hardest working man in my Dynasty League, a.k.a. the Run DMC, a.k.a. Mr. Dan McAuliffe. Dan, you missed week one of free agency. We're on to week two. How you doing, buddy? Oh, dude, crazier. Crazier than the first week. <laughs> so, so much stuff has gone on during the offseason. It's wild. Um, I think I was literally, I was chatting with people. It's like, I don't think there's been a crazier offseason, at least in the time that I've been playing fantasy football. Um, maybe there were others prior to 2017 or wherever <laughs> I ended up starting, but it has just been, it's been wild. It's been a QB carousel. Wide receivers getting awesome landing spots in a few locations. I'm, I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh, so bummed him is the first uh, set of, of talk there, but we have plenty more to talk about because offseason has delivered. We do. Now you're putting me on the spot. I'm trying to think, uh, probably going to fail of thinking of the most memorable free agency of my lifetime. We will circle back. There to we that go. One. You let so, me know. Tweet of the week at Dustin BLNT and Dustin Blanton, I'm assuming. Um, so throw in that up on Twitter, get that out there. So let's dig right into the fun stuff, Dan. Whew. Starting off with some rapid fire headlines well just one rapid fire headline because he's basically our show's mascot this is at true. this point exactly he might be rashad on the payroll penny. he's not getting any money but <laughs> rashad penny one year deal in seattle number one in true yards per carry number one in breakaway run rate um the diamond in the rough of the end of last season and i'm hoping to see him stay healthy and continue to be the beast that he was coming out of san diego state but with our with our show's mascot out of the way, Dan, let's dig into some of these blockbuster free agent deals and trades. Let's so, do it. First one, Devonte Adams. As soon as Rogers resigned, everybody yep. assumed they were running it back. It was just like, "Yep, we've seen this movie before. We know what's happening." Devonte Adams says, "I'm not playing on the franchise tag. Get me out of here." Goes to Oakland, one of the, I mean just most coveted players in dynasty the last few years, especially at the wide receiver position, Dan. Yep. I'm going to throw it to you stock up in dynasty or stock down with this move to Oakland reunited with college sweetheart, Derek Carr. Well, in fairness, I think he's actually going to like the landing spot a little better. Cause we're, we're talking about the Las Vegas Raiders now, man. Yes. O- oh Oakland. My goodness. Old Still school, such baby. a bad habit. Um, such a bad uh, habit. believe me, I'll, I'll keep saying it till the day I die too. Um, so when it comes to Devonte Adams, personally for me, I see it as, and I don't want to have it as a cop-out because sometimes it happens, stock neutral. I think in this scenario, uh, you see him continue to go over to a very proficient quarterback. Derek Carr continues to be underrated. He's put up great fantasy numbers for others like Darren Waller, et cetera. So, and they have a college connection. They both played uh, with each other in college. So being able to, and they did very well with one another during that time frame. Derek Carr, while Devontae Adams was playing over Green Bay, continued to gush about how he loved Devontae Adams. He even tried to hype up Brian Edwards as the future Devontae Adams. But besides the point, maybe there's no one better to learn from. Who knows? Stay tuned for that one. But I think it's in general, um, he, in my opinion, is probably more quarterback proof than we've ever even needed to see up to this point. And the other aspect is I believe it provides a little bit more stability for Devonta Adams, where there was this roller coaster of the Aaron Rodgers show. Aaron Rodgers is supremely talented. I'm not going to say that he's not. He's done fantastic for fantasy. But when it comes to a dynasty asset, do I maybe want someone who is 
just going to be a solid standard quarterback and I'm not going to have to worry about his Twitter rants or him going on podcasts. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm quite content with that. So for me, Devontae Adams having that prior connection, going to an offense that is now going to be uh, led by Josh McDaniels, uh, a, a coordinator that has done quite well for us in the past with the Patriots. Uh, I can't see it as a bad situation. Um, and I don't think it bumps him up too much more. So I'm kind of still stoked on Devontae Adams. I don't see it as a bad situation, but if I'm choosing here, I'm definitely going stock down. Yeah, And we've had this trend broken a little bit. I was somebody who was trading DeAndre Hopkins yep. when he went to the Cardinals. Yep. I was trading Stephon Diggs when he, when he went to the Bills. Now, I got good value in those trades, but I was baking in a little bit of underproduction from what they were used to in those systems and historically sure. over the long run if you zoom out regardless of elite status these guys that change teams typically in their first year are not going to get the production that they were getting sure. and for Devonte adams for me i mean that target share in green bay is insane like there's just nobody around to compete with him yeah and i mean you mentioned it Devontae Adams 2.0 with Brian Edwards sitting in Oakland, sitting in Las Vegas. Maybe I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, (laughs) Also, Darren Waller to compete with, right? A little bit of a down year. Um, The slot god himself, the little uh, Hunter Renfro. I mean, come on, like the pool boy that we've called him, I think, on this (laughs) show, or what John Gruden, whatever John Gruden called him, that one hard knocks episode. Oh, man. Um, I think there's a decent amount of target competition. And obviously Derek Carr, outside of that year, he broke his leg. I want to say it was 2015, 2016. Pretty much a career year last year. Looked great on the field. Spread the ball around. Um, I find it hard to think that Devontae Adams will play up to the level he has been for your dynasty teams moving forward. It's not a death sentence, but if I'm choosing, I'm definitely going stock down a bit here. And that's that's honestly fair because if I had to choose of that binary – I would edge more on down, but I think I have enough confidence that there's some positives there that I think sure. he continues. As you said, like Stefan Diggs, I think broke that mold a little bit, right? He was very productive over in the Vikings and then you had his career year when he uh, went over to uh, the Buffalo Bills. There are things that can go right, but um, you don't want to bet on that always. So I'm, yeah. I'm generally with you. Maybe just a little bit more optimism. So let's move on to somebody that I would be blown away if you said stock neutral or stock down on. Allen Robinson goes to the defending Super Bowl champions to play with the real Matty Ice these days. Yes, sir. Talk to me about Allen Robinson. Oh, man. So Allen Robinson, he's he's been the perennial, if he only had a quarterback, like then all of a sudden we're going to finally see and look at what he's done with bad quarterbacks. What if he actually got a, a good quarterback? And so, in general, I mean, this is this is stock up, right? I mean, there's there's no other way to look at it with this one. Uh, you get Matty Stafford, who literally was just great last season, uh, and he was making stars of like everyone on that team because uh, he's again he's a playmaker. Even people like Van Jefferson, people were starting to get hyped on him because um, Matty was just giving him awesome balls to uh, to be able to uh, put up and grab in the end zone. Like it was fantastic to be able to see. So now you see. Allen Robinson, who's been so proficient with some bad quarterback play, um, coming off of his worst season uh, of record. And you kind of look back. We took a quick look back over the past few years just to look at, like, okay, what was the opportunity that Allen Robinson had? Because even in those years in Chicago, he was still a top 12 uh, wide receiver, putting up some great numbers. And that was because he was getting 155 targets, 
Then he got 151 the next year. So still pretty decent being able to have some great volume. 66 the last season for targets for Allen Robinson. It's egregious. I want to file a complaint to whoever will hear it because that is just outrageous. I know he missed a few games too with injury stuff, but regardless, um, the man deserves more than that. And he's going to get a lot more than that uh, when he goes over to uh, the Rams this season. So I'm stoked. Big uh, wheels up for Allen Robinson. It's going to be fun to watch this year. Yeah, it feels like a nice talent configuration for that team as well. Yeah. Um, and for all of us Cam Akers truthers out there, keep the passing game strong so that those those running lanes are not too crowded. This is true. Um, Cooper Cup, 52% of his snaps in the slot last year. We all know Allen Robinson, since the day he stepped foot in the NFL, profiles is that outside prototypical X wide receiver. So I really like the fit there. And obviously they liked it well enough to go trade Robert Woods. Yep. So. Um, I'm a little disappointed, Dan. The reason I called you the hardest working man in my dynasty leagues is because you were always wheeling, dealing, always sending trades me of you, me and Mike. I'm definitely the laziest when it comes to <laughs> dynasty management year round. Uh, I like to make good decisions when I make them, but you know, just started a new job. I go. got other stuff going on. So Alan Robinson was one of my off season trade targets did not get to this one in time. So shame on me, but let's keep it rolling with another wide receiver that still feels undervalued um, according to the wisdom of the crowds, depending, you know, on, on what day you're checking and when these things are updated, sure. but Juju Smith Schuster, oh, prove it deal in Kansas city. Yep. Okay. And finally to me, the one B the Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs have been looking for, they've been trying to fill that second wide receiver spot like crazy for yeah. the last couple of years. They decided not to moneyball it anymore. They're like, <laughs> let's go sign this kid, see what he does. And I want to rewind a little bit. 2020 for Juju, not as bad as it looked. And obviously had some injuries last year. I'm, I'm going to kind of throw that season to the side for a little bit. Number 24, fancy points per game, going back to 2020. And this was when sure. Ben Roethlisberger still not really pushing the ball downfield. Like we were seeing the decline. Number seven in receptions number 13 in yards after catch, and number nine in touchdowns. And right now, Dan, another, we've always leaned on fantasy pros, but fantasy pros is the elites. I wanted to hear what the people, the, the common the people, people, exactly. Yes, the common people, Mike over there, spanning the enter button on <laughs> Keep Trade Cut. I wanted to hear what these people, what was on their minds. And Juju Smith-Schuster, even after this news broke, sitting at wide receiver 40, on keep trade cut i'm going to read you some of the names that are around juju smith schuster and i kind of just want to get your general take so let's hear it they have him at player 102 wide receiver 40 sitting above him michael gallup hunter the pool boy renfro <laughs> chase claypool jameson williams is coming off an injury rashad bateman brandon Ayuk, darnell mooney i mean yeah i get it I get, I get Juju it, is I, not where he would. don't. <laughs> I get that he's not worth what he once was. But my argument for this, Dan, and I assume as another big fan of Juju, that you would be saying, go push the buy button yeah. right now to all of our listeners if you can. I cannot remember a wide receiver that has had a season like he has had. Still at 25 years old. 1,400 yards his second year in the league. And he's being valued outside the top 
100 players in startups. Yeah. That is that is wild. That's outside of like wide receiver three territory when it comes to like dynasty. It blows my mind, Max, because as you said, like are those players above him very talented? Yes. I honestly I have I think there's some great hope for some of those players who are being listed above him, but none of them have done what Juju did within his first few years in the NFL. You can't take that away from him. I understand that you can't always look back at the past, but anyone that's going to say, oh, well, he needs an elite wide receiver one to be able to help him get fantasy points. What do you think Tyreek Hill is? Do you think, do you not think that he's an elite wide receiver that's going to take off some pressure so that he can be the fantastic wide receiver two with amazing upside? He's literally gotten that. Okay, well, quarterback play in the past, he's tied to, to Ben Roethlisberger, who knows how many years he's had has left. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has plenty of years left. And again, this is a one-year deal, but if he performs at the level that we know he can't perform, there's plenty more to come uh, with that. So it's just- extended by week 10, Dan. You heard it here first. I I would love, love to see that locked in. Um, And I know he's doing it too. Honestly, you see DJ Chark, like there's there's a weirdness going on too because there's some massive incentives for signing deals uh, later with all the TV- um, like deals that are going on for broadcast. So there's there's some business going on where, there too. Absolutely. Um, very well could have signed a two-year. Who knows? But just to go back to the original point, anyone who's sitting above him in that, you're hoping they ever have a season like Juju Smith-Schuster had. Like that is, that's, you're baking that in without them actually doing it. Juju has done it. And now he's going to one of the best offenses playing with one of the best quarterbacks and in, in on the other side of a, one of the best wide receivers. This is a slam dunk situation. I understand that some people are like, all right, has is the wide receiver two a myth in Kansas City? Because you got Travis Kelsey, you got some other big players. But if anyone's going to break the mold, in my opinion, it's Juju going into a situation like this. You want a quick couple rules of thumb for your dynasty league? It's first contract running backs and second contract wide receivers. Okay. Yep. And I'm assuming, Dan, that this will correct itself, but because it's free agency and we had to put it on the list, it's one of the biggest names, we had to bring it up. One thing that I thought was very interesting is I I was trying to think of players that people have just like never let fall down the rankings as much as maybe the stats said they should have. And one that came to mind was Amari Cooper, right? Where I've been playing Dynasty basically Amari Cooper's entire career, and I remember the hype. Yep. I absolutely remember that 1,700-yard season in Alabama, that happened. And Amari Cooper has never had a season like what Juju did. And yet, year after year, team change, locker room issues, whatever it was with Amari Cooper disappearing at times, they were like, post him up in the top 15. Yep. So I think Juju at this current ranking represents some great, great value. And, you know, don't go overpay like crazy to get Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. The key to winning on the margins in Dynasty, everybody's smarter than they were a couple of years ago. Yeah. You go buy these guys at value, you know, or a slightly above value, and you cash in. But I I just couldn't let the show go on with that. 100%. We had to talk about where the crowd is on Juju. And as you said, take those who are value up where you anticipate them going down and trade them in for someone like a juju if i could if i had hunter renfro and i could trade him for juju smith schuster right now i would be doing it 26 times over and that's what key trade cut is saying right now that that's a potential possibility that heck you could in this grand scenario get juju plus that's stupid it shouldn't happen go trade for him if you're able to get value like that 
All right, well, let's flip over to the most important position in Superflex Leagues. Matt Ryan, the former Matty Ice. I don't know what we call him at this point. Right? I mean, I, Matt Stafford kind of has taken the crown. He is going so, to the cold north now, so if anything, he's, he's more he's more icy than he was down in uh, in Atlanta. Let's say that. Well, that's fair. We'll we'll give him the the uh, the old Prince treatment and say the artist formerly known as Matty Ice. This is fair. Goes to Indianapolis. Yeah. Playing behind Quentin Nelson, one of the best guards in football, mm-hmm. when healthy. This is somebody who last year, despite pretty much everything conspiring against him in the uh, NFC South, still number seven in accuracy rating, according to Player Profiler, number 11 in true completion percentage, factoring out all those drops and mishaps that were happening all over those yep. Atlanta games. This to me, Dan is good for the receivers for sure and even better for jonathan taylor yeah because they're not bringing in a mobile quarterback they're not bringing in somebody that's stealing rushing attempts from him um obviously he is the unquestioned rb1 in dynasty but talk to me a little bit about matt ryan because he's probably going to have the best protection in this colts line maybe some of those falcons teams came close but i mean PFF graded them as number 12 last year. Yeah. And that's with Quentin Nelson playing through some injuries. So I think the sky's the limit for this offensive line. For sure. Because for a player like uh, Matt Ryan, a little bit more old school, you're going to see him a little bit more in the pocket. He's not a scrambler or anything. So as you said, right right off the bat, not going to be taking rushing ops, uh, uh, upside off of Jonathan Taylor. And then just knowing that, again, he's getting up there. Any older quarterback that I want to trust and maybe invest in in Dynasty, um, I want them to be protected. <laughs> Their health is extremely important now. They're, unless they're doing the unless he's doing the TB12 sessions, uh, I'm pretty sure we need to make sure that he's not going to uh, be bowled over uh, when it comes to the defense there. So it would be hoove anyone who is uh, a Pittman owner right now to be extremely happy uh, because I think now uh, that is a great match, uh, better match than it was with Carson Wentz. And we already saw Pittman have some great production. So I'm excited to be able to see that. But looking at the um, the players last year over in Atlanta, we saw Cordero Patterson, who I love and is extremely talented. I don't want to take away, but you saw the amount of production he got as a, as a running back. Uh, over on the Atlanta Falcons, just now think of what Jonathan Taylor can do with an opportunity like that. So I love it. Um, and I love that Matty Ryan um, said, don't disrespect me, I'm out, <laughs> and and found a great home. Um, I think that's a theme with a couple of things that we're going to talk about throughout here is um, the QB shakeup that we've seen. Uh, uh, it seems like he handled it very well. It seems like the Colts respected uh, his career and wanted to get a guy that is going to take them further into the playoffs than uh, Carson the Crumble Wentz. <laughs> wow. So much heat <laughs> for you on the QBs lately. So quickly running down Matty Ice's, the artist formerly known as Matty Ice, fantasy points per game. So number number 27 last year. Not great. But prior to that, when he had weapons – had Julio, had some other guys at his disposal. Number 14, number 10, number 2, number 18, number 2. I think the big question to me, Dan, is he is going to be 37 playing this year, yep. right? And Tom Brady has shattered expectations across sure. the board for what the shelf life on these quarterbacks is. But we just saw Ben Roethlisberger retire, yep. right? We just saw him play his last game at Heinz Field. Talk to me a little bit about if you're going maybe into like a super flex startup right mm. now, talk to me about how you build in that age with some of these quarterbacks, right? Like obviously you can't depend on Matty ice 
for probably the next three or four years. You're looking at like yeah. a one to two year window, yep. right? But he feels to me like somebody that's a perfect third quarterback where he's probably the one that you're taking second off the board, right? Like for that immediate production. Yeah, it's it uh, it's it's hard, right? Because as you you're going to see people take him a lot higher than I think they should. If you're taking him as uh, you've waited and now you're picking up a QB two, great. If you can get him as a QB three, holy crap! Like locked and loaded. Like I'm doing that all day because then you've accounted for the age risk, uh, etc. But then you've built in some insane upside. I think that's a. a dream scenario because i think a lot of people are going to be taking them as the qb2 you see people say okay i've got my young buck quarterback now i'm going to take the old guy and kind of ride him through so again if you're one of the later ones taking your qb2 in a, in a startup draft i'm all for it if you're able to kind of balance it out but i really in my opinion i'm waiting for him to be a qb3 if i'm able to in a super flex startup that's that's my personal opinion Fair enough. Yeah. And again, I don't know how often these things get adjusted and how yeah. long it takes them to move up the rankings. We're so used to fantasy pros, but I'm trying to use some other free it's services exactly. on this show just so people can gut check uh, against their own league. Matt Ryan currently listed as QB 31 on their rankings. So Man. to your point, if it's somebody that you can pick them up as a QB three and understand that you're going to have to, you know, turn that roster over roster spot over in the next couple of years, I mean, that production should be awesome this yeah. coming season. Yeah, and honestly, if that's the case, try and jump on that before it corrects because I think you're going to see him pull into the 20s, in my opinion, with, with this news and what's going on. I couldn't agree more. So let's get to the most fun topic on the show. Deshaun Watson. Whew. I don't even know if I can say back in the league yet because yep, we're not exactly. sure. Yeah. A lot of uncertainty. Back, back in right? active football conversations. Yes. Back in... At the top of startups, Man. which sounds crazy. It feels like it's been a while. So Deshaun Watson, we all know what happened, right? A million trade offers. At Dan, actually, will you let me read the text you sent me the other day? Absolutely. Live on the air? <laughs> so it was in the middle of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Max, we're absolutely chatting Baker Mayfield and how the Browns are a garbage franchise on Tuesday. Bold. Bold this garbage franchise, com- exactly. You can't do it in text, but this, I would have. This is that conversation now. So the apparently the dark horse to land Deshaun Watson, yeah. because all the podcasts, all the reports said that the Browns were out of the running. Yep. Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Mike and I talked about Amari Cooper last uh, last episode, so yep. good reporting, good insider He's job by right. us. We were like, it feels like they're not setting up Amari Cooper to be thrown passes from Baker Mayfield. Yep. So the Deshaun Watson news lands, just to run through some things real quick. From 2018 to 2020, number five, number two, and number five in fantasy points per game. I mean, his early career trajectory is as good as any quarterbacks that we've seen recently. Big offensive line upgrade from the last time he was playing football um pff had the browns number eight at the end of the season amari cooper is his new deandre hopkins talk to me about just some rapid reaction on deshaun watson so i mean as a whole deshaun watson has been a phenomenal fantasy player however there are circumstances about this situation that make me more apprehensive of going all in based on what he's done in the past versus knowing what his future holds. 
And it really does come down to some of the legalese and just the standing with good standing or lack thereof within the NFL when it comes to a potential suspension. Is this great for like if all of that were out of the picture? Amari Cooper with Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Like if 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 we lacked any of that context, that would be a fantastic fantasy situation that I would be investing in. Um, we on this podcast are not here to comment on any of the goings ons of like what the decisions are and we what's going to happen lawyers. there. We are not lawyers. We do not claim to be. I would be a terrible lawyer. Nor but, are we public relations <laughs> specialists. Exactly. So we're taking this purely kind of at, at face value there. But um, seeing where he's going um, it, in terms of like startups and overall value right now, it's it's wild. It's too rich for my blood, in my opinion, because in this scenario. There is a, I do firmly believe, another shoe to drop in terms of a suspension being handed down. It's really just a matter of how much. There's no way uh, without the crazy amount of backlash that would happen, he's not going to be serving some amount of time uh, for a suspension. So in a startup, for example, uh, with where you're having to take him, QB7 <laughs> right now, with uh, at 10th uh, overall player, you are having to take him in the first round. So there's only one way, in my opinion, that you should be taking him there. And that is if you are planning for a more of a productive struggle, as Max and I have referred to, team of I'm going to take some big swings and I'm going to take uh, a, build a team that is going to be ready to truly hit its prime within the next few years, not this year. You are having a huge risk where if you draft him in the first round, you find out it's a year suspension, you are in trouble. So keep that in mind because I think when we are looking back a year from now and if he plays at least half the year, are you happy with the potential return? Probably, but there is a severe risk that comes along with it. And we just want to caution people there because um, there's still some other things to be determined that we have not seen come through yet. I think it's a perfect way to lay it out, Dan. I think you definitely need to have a plan because, and I mean, Anybody that you draft in the first round, you're drafting them at their ceiling, yeah. essentially, right? You are hoping for best case scenario, along with making sure that you you have to be able to write next year off entirely. Like, yeah. we have no idea yeah. how this is going to play out, right? We also have no idea what the future holds with any off-the-field issues, yeah. right? Like, just that is the uncertainty we live with with every single player. But you're drafting him at his ceiling, and... I read the stats. Like, I mean, Deshaun Watson was already playing at his ceiling in Houston. Yeah. And I could make a similar argument that I made on Devontae Adams, right? He yeah. is going to be playing for a new organization with a new team, with an entirely new supporting cast. Yeah. Like, do I think Deshaun Watson's probably going to be fine the moment he steps on a football field? Absolutely. But I think this is the highest I've seen a player drafted in the last couple of years with this amount of uncertainty surrounding him. Yeah. And you are, according to keep trade cut, you know, which we're, we're using their rankings for this show. I mean, you're sandwiching him between Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott, yeah. you know, two players rock solid. I mean, Kyler Murray, we might see some things change soon. I don't really know. For what's sure, going but at least him. current value as it stands right now. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I think your cautionary tale for dynasty leaguers is correct. I see a lot of people running out to best case scenario of he's top five, take him in the first round without or, you know, don't worry about it. It'll all work itself out. That is certainly not the case. No. And it, it, as you said too, like this, 
so many people were potentially like in or out on, on Baker Mayfield because of the scheme that Stefanski runs very run heavy. Like these running backs that they have are awesome. And so like, that's a whole other angle is they're talking about so many weapons. Deshaun Watson was so great because he basically had to scramble on his own, did a lot of running, had one stellar wide receiver to be able to help bolster some of that stuff up. Not saying he can't see that, but it just, it's just so different from his previous situation that that stuff isn't baked in. There's a lot of unknowns. So buyer beware. <laughs> Quick aside before we get into what could be the most fun part of the show. Um, if you pull up Keep Trade Cut, very fun website for for anybody that's never used it. They ask you a question every time you log in. Keep trade cut. It's fun. Check it out. Sitting right below Deshaun Watson, number overall, number eleven overall player is Kyle Pitts. And all of a sudden, I want to find these people in oh, these man. leagues, Dad. And I mean, this is egregious that he is listed as a first round pick in superflex leagues on this website. So you heard it here first. You have any league members that use this that use this site? Trade them Kyle Pitts from your roster because apparently you'll get the entire world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's someone that you can get the entire world for right now. It is insane. Um, one last thing on the Deshaun Watson uh, kind of topic, just because Hit me. Uh, we were talking about overvalue. I think one player that uh, is sneaky under the radar here that is just for those that are looking for a QB3, QB4, heck, just a, a waiver wire pickup that could blossom into, we've seen with Trubisky, a lot of people are picking him up. Um, Marcus Mariota, same thing. Uh, go pick up Brissett, Jacoby Brissett, because as we're talking about, you might have Watson be sitting all of next year. Uh, and if you pick up Jacoby Brissett, who has been serviceable, I don't don't want him as my QB1, but if you're needing a someone to kind of flex in, trade value, etc., um, he's not being people again right now are apparently assuming that Watson is going to be playing week one. And that is highly unlikely. Go get Jacoby Brissett because I think you're going to have, uh, this guy who could easily fill in on a few weeks for bye weeks and could be some good trade value. It was a couple of years ago, Dan, we bought tickets to the Patriots game, bought him way in advance. It was week four. Yeah. And it was the deflate gate year. Uh Oh, <laughs> and I got to watch. Jacoby Brissett's first ever NFL start. Jimmy G was supposed really? to be the starter. Oh, Jimmy man. Jimmy G was supposed to be the starter. Uh, I think he got hurt in the third game, towards the end of the third gotcha. game. So I saw, I was sitting behind Bianca Wilfork. This is a totally true story, by the way. We were second row, amazing seats, Ooh. sitting behind Bianca Wilfork. And I got to watch Jacoby Brissett's first ever start. And it was a grindy game against the Texans, Fair. homecoming for Vince Wilfork yep, yep. at the time. But man, Jacoby Brissett is a fun player. Yeah. And to your point, to actually bring it back to actionable dynasty pieces for the listeners, um, I think that there's he's going to start a a fair amount of games. Yeah. Sure. I I would be blown away if he doesn't. And we've all seen this in Superflex, right? You get a QB, somebody needs some QB production, all of a sudden you can flip them for a second, right? They're like, yep. I don't care about next year. I just want to win now. Love the Jacoby Brissett stash idea. But that is not the best idea that you're bringing to the show tonight. So let's see. I am going to let you light up the cigarette, put on your trench coat, and take us for a ride down Narrative Street. You know what to do. Baker Mayfield, former Browns quarterback, um, when I was talking about the text that I sent Max, uh, I just I felt for Baker Mayfield in this situation because the way that the franchise handled this was just, in my opinion, outrageous. You hear all the time that it's just business, football's a business, and I get it. But 
there are plenty of people that are failing to realize there's a human aspect to business and the way that this was handled was just a absolute cluster in my opinion so i want to talk about baker mayfield here and take a look at his current situation and just start to understand unravel and kind of rationalize kind of what's going on right now and what we might expect to, to kind of come of it there so i think baker mayfield basically right now he's sitting with extreme very few options, right? We saw this huge QB carousel where we're seeing Matt Ryan, where we were just talking about, go to the Colts. That was one of his first uh, choices there. Uh, there was another open spot with uh, the Falcons at that point. They uh, go with Marcus Mariota, who has uh, familiar familiarity um, with Arthur Smith in the past system there. So that starts to make sense. Lo and behold, the um, options start to dwindle, and you're basically looking at Carolina and the Seahawks at this point who currently do have Drew Locke, um, who is great at dance moves and lip syncing to songs that he enjoys. That's fine. That's his business. You're talking gonna... about that roller rink video. That was one of my favorite <laughs> yes. things I ever saw. But otherwise I, 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 I personally am probably not going to be considering him a, a starting quarterback. Um, so you take a look at that. And it's like, okay, in my opinion, Seahawks makes such sense. Being able to play with Metcalf, uh, DJ, uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett would be incredible those would be his best weapons i know people are gonna say it uh, landry and uh obj dk metcalf and <laughs> not Tyler Lockett, even a comparison not even a comparison and now getting uh noah fantas into the mix fantastic i mean looking at the past we had uh donovan peoples jones was the browns leading wide receiver last year for him it's just in it's insane to be able to get that type of upgrade so that's where i'd love to be able to go see him there um but for whatever reason we have seen this baker doubt just kind of permeate over the last year and a half, to be honest. And it's just been wild. Um, and it's definitely, we've had shoulder injuries. Um, some of the receiving talent was a little so-so there. We had a couple stars, et cetera. So we've seen some excuses made. But the biggest thing that I start to lean on is first, Baker has been in some pretty supreme and elite talent uh, when you look at some of the comps uh, that he's had for some of his early production. In fact, there are only three players in NFL history who have thrown for 3,500 passing yards and 20 touchdown passes in each of their first three seasons. You have Baker Mayfield, you have Peyton Manning, and you have Andrew Luck. Again. Never heard of them. Yeah, never heard of those guys, right? Again, like you, there's always ways to slice and dice stuff, but... I also have a feeling like when you're able to put together a string of seasons like that and it puts you in that elite kind of talent, there's something there. I'm not going to say he's Andrew Luck. I'm not going to say he's Peyton Manning, but to be in a in a certain standing with those guys based on stats is fantastic. It's hard now because he's in a situation that a lot of dynasty owners are seeing as the the worst case scenario. And honestly, it's it's not great, Bob. It's not. It's definitely, I did not anticipate this Deshaun Watson disrespect that comes in. Browns, you had a kid who took you from what was at one point a very garbage franchise to having hope, a glint, a glimmer of hope in their eyes back to a garbage franchise. And the way that you take what he was able to do, putting you in the playoffs like that is just, it hurts my soul. But what I want to do for our dynasty owners out there is provide just a little hope on another player that we've seen in the past who had a similar trajectory. Now, there was another QB I'm going to list off who struggled with injuries and was abandoned by the first team who drafted him. And his name is Drew Brees. Now, I'm going to stop there for a second because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be yelling at their uh, computer, car, wherever you're listening to this right now. I am not going to say 
that Baker Mayfield is Drew Brees. There's so this would be like the time I compared Tyler Johnson to Jerry Rice. <laughs> exactly. Continue. We Continue. are not we are not saying that. But what you have to take a look at is under certain circumstances, um, there are plenty of similarities in their early careers. So to take a look, the first four full seasons of both QBs are very similar. Uh, I want to say full seasons because you did have Drew Brees sit behind Doug Flutie for his first year. Um, and so he was he, he was extended an extra year uh, to be um, with the Chargers there. Breeze and Baker, when you look at those seasons, their stats are really similar when it comes to completion percentage. You have 62.3% completion rate for Drew Breeze, 61.6 for Baker Mayfield. When it comes to touchdowns, you actually see Baker Mayfield with 92, Drew Brees with 79. I understand there are different errors. It's a passing error now, right? But at least we're not seeing them behind Drew Brees in that regard. Um, and then when it comes to interceptions, 56 for Baker Mayfield, 53 for Drew Brees. When it comes to overall uh, yardage, you have 1,400 for Baker Mayfield and 1,200 for Drew Brees. So again, just to be able to see, like, there's so many people who lean on some of the past stats for Baker Mayfield saying he's not accurate, he doesn't throw enough, etc. There's plenty of stats to be able to kind of take a look at and saying, all right, both of these guys in the first four full years of their career um, were very similar to one another. But then when it comes to the actual narrative around what happened to them uh, throughout this period, there's some really interesting similarities too. So if you're going to take a look at 2004, which was Breeze's third full season, that was his first Pro Bowl season uh, for, for Breeze, which again, just was a testament to the great amount of production that he had that year. People starting to get some recognition, starting to get some hype. Well, in Baker's third year, he ended the 17-year playoff drought for the Browns. Equally impressive, equally something that was something to get rallied around. Equally something that started to ignite the fan base beneath them and kind of getting them excited about the future. Then in their fourth year, they both suffered injuries. Uh, Breeze was later on uh, in his fourth year. I think it was actually the uh, the season finale where he tore his labrum. Um and had a really bad shoulder injury there. Baker, it was actually earlier in the year uh, and ended up having the same type of situation there. So now in their fourth year, they're both sitting there um, with injury issues and a little bit of questions around, okay, their future to be able to produce and maybe some of their past production there too. Baker now in the situation where he's sitting without a QB suitor and it's frustrating for a lot of people. Same thing for Drew Brees. Drew Brees was on the ascent, someone who's really looking as a, a kind of nice promising guy there. But then because of the injuries, he's now sitting without any contract from his former team with the Chargers. And you have the Dolphins and the Saints who are both desperate for a QB. They finally offer Drew Brees some backup QB money. And this is kind of where we find ourselves with Baker Mayfield right now couple of QB needy teams that are not jumping at the opportunity right now to draft him due to some question marks along the way. Um, but there's a path here where we know how this song and dance ended for Drew Brees. He got another contract there. He proved his way up and was able to become a fantastic quarterback in this league. There's a lot of uphill battle for Baker to be able to prove out and do the same. But there is a path, and we've seen it happen before with a player like this that had a very similar history in these first four years here. So in my opinion, I would think the Seahawks would be stupid to not go get Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, there's a very 
good chance that you're going to see him um, with the second team have his best career yet because we've seen it happen with other quarterbacks. And so I wanted to kind of paint the picture of we've seen this happen before. Drew Brees uh, and Baker Mayfield are different players, but man, some of the similarities there give me hope that he could see success beyond the Cleveland Browns. And I rest my case. <laughs> that's that's it, buddy. I mean, so just answer this question for me real quick. Let's hear it. You, me, and Mike, of the three of us, would you agree that I'm the most cold and clinical when we analyze this stuff yes. on the show? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're Mr. Narrative Street. Mike is wondering if they were roommates, and I'm sitting here looking at the numbers, I don't know, like an Ernie Adams type of figure, Absolutely. you know, just locked in a dark room somewhere. So... That inspired me to want to go down narrative street with you, though, because one, I love the comparison. I mean, if you're if you're going to look at these things, like even the stats you put you put in the show notes here, I mean, similar completion percentages, yep. right? Like Drew Brees wound up being the guy who set the record, you know, was the gold standard for yeah. completions. Um, and and these guys can clearly ascend over their careers, but when it comes down to it, even some things like. I'd love to see him go go to Seattle. I would love to see him go to Carolina and yep. battle it out with the For other sure. darling from that, uh, the Darnold darling from that same <laughs> draft class, right? Um, he could even potentially, and I'm, I'm whatever. I'm not looking at the cap. I'm not looking at things, but I'm just saying, like, even in Atlanta, they could have a QB competition, right? For Marcus sure. Mariota has been a backup for the last couple of years, but he's shown us so much. He was so prolific coming out of Oklahoma. Yeah, two of the best statistical quarterback seasons you've ever seen fantastic rookie year and to take the cold clinical stat based analysis off the table for a second sometimes it's just not right a, a good fit right yeah. and i love baker we both loved baker love his attitude anybody who gets called undraftable by some jamoke like colin coward and then yep. goes on the show wearing a sweatshirt that says undraftable yep. for his interview that guy, I'm going to be a fan of, okay? And clearly he was hurt by this move from the Browns because, I mean, Eli Manning was not drafted to be a giant. Yeah. He demanded a trade on draft day to not go play for that team, right, and become a giant. And Baker goes to Cleveland, wants to be the face of the franchise, wants to win, and that feels like the guy he's been his whole career. So I'm going down Narrative Street with you. Thank I love you. this take. If he gets to Seattle, I think there's massive opportunity for oh, a rebuild. And like they're gonna have to put some pieces together, but for sure. You have Metcalf, you have Lockett, you have the face of our franchise, Rashad Penny, and let's see what happens. And the last bit is that this is right now assuming that someone's gonna trade for him. The one thing that is going to be extremely interesting is the Browns have no leverage. No leverage right now. So I still think the Seattle Seahawks would be dumb to not even just yield to that a little bit and just pick up a stellar talent here. But it's going to be wild if we see Baker released and the, all the other teams that might start taking a look because they didn't want to trade. Because that is going to happen. There's no way with them signing Brissett, having Deshaun Watson on there from a cap situation, just a contract situation, they cannot keep Baker Mayfield. So can't wait to hopefully in the near future recap the Seattle Seahawks or, or another team has traded for him 
or man, the mayhem that will happen if we see him released and all these other teams start to kind of uh, pounce a little bit there. So to be to be continued, but um, that's that's the the current state of Baker Baker Mania. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I support you. Your team did you dirty. Uh, I do love seeing that a good amount of your fans are sticking by you and knowing what you did for the franchise. Uh, so keep your head up. Hopefully you get picked up soon because we would love to see what you can do. Man, I don't even know how I'm going to segue us out of that. I can't <laughs> top it. That is the show. Um, keeping the flame lit for Baker, just like we were when we started this show. Yes, sir. So there's nothing else I can say. Getting out of here for today. This is the Dynasty Dynamic. You stay classy, Dynasty Leaguers. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>